0: to SoundPrints Audio Magazine, a production of the Kentucky Council of the Blind. SoundPrints is underwritten by the American Printing House for the Blind and the Louisville Downtown Lions Club. I'm Carla Rushival. I'm your host for this week's magazine. Welcome to SoundPrints for the week of July 16, 2023. We've missed bringing you SoundPrints for the past few weeks due to ACB convention schedules and other reasons. Let's begin with some announcements and then we'll catch you up on some articles that have been published around the Internet during the past few weeks. The South Central Kentucky Council of the Blind invites you to its social hour each Wednesday from 2 to 3 p.m. Central Time. That's 3 to 4 p.m. Eastern on its Zoom line. Join the call by dialing 669-900-6833 and entering the code 763-689-4421. The passcode, should you need it, is 25852. The Kentucky Council of Citizens with Low Vision will hold its virtual Low Vision Support Group on Wednesday, July 19 at 8 p.m. on the KCB Zoom line. Come share what you discovered related to low vision at the ACB Convention whether you attended in person, or on Zoom, or through ACB Media. The call is on the KCB Zoom line. Dial 669-900-6833 and enter the code 862-9889-6972. The Greater Louisville Council of the Blind will hold its next roundabout on Friday, July 21. This roundabout will be hybrid with in-person activities from 4 until 9 at United Crescent Hill Ministries, 150 South State Street in Louisville, and virtual events on the KCB Zoom line from 7 until 9 p.m. Dinner is at 5, activities at 6, and bingo, both in-person and Zoom, will be from 7 to 9. Remember that dinner is $6 per person. Call ahead to let us know if you would like a carryout and make return rides between 9 and 9:15 9 p.m. if you're coming in person join the call from any computer cell phone or landline phone by dialing 669-900-6833 and entering the code 86298896972 The 2023 KSB Alumni Conference and Reunion is coming up July 28 and 29 at the Wingate by Wyndham Louisville East Hotel on Alliant Court in Louisville, and you are invited whether you attended the Kentucky School for the Blind or not. This year's theme is music, and the fun gets underway in the bluegrass room on the first floor of the hotel. And on the radiostorm.com, on Friday evening at 6 p.m. for the Cloyd T. Oaks flag ceremony and barbecue, Mike Coffey, assistant principal at the Kentucky School for the Blind, will be our speaker, and he will update us on what's going on at the school. At 7:30, we'll be playing Name That Tune, and there will be cash prizes for the top two teams. We'll then broadcast from the Bluegrass Room until about 10.30. On Saturday, a full day of activities is planned. Breakfast is from 7 until 9. The business meeting begins at 9.30, and the memorial service will be at 11. Lunch is at 12.30, and the Making Memories Banquet is at 6. Enjoy delicious food and an outstanding program at the banquet. Tickets is required. Feast on baked ham, roast chicken, green beans, baked potato, mac and cheese, salad and dessert. We'll be recognizing our special classes from 2013, 1998, 1973, 1963, 1953 and 1948 at the banquet. In 2020, the KSB Alumni Association began working toward placing the names of Dr. Ralph Bartley, L.P. Hauser, and Calvin Horton on the Wall of Fame at the American Printing House for the Blind. All three were administrators at the school since the alumni was founded in 1946. Dr. Bartley and Jeannie Hauser-McCutcheon, Mr. Hauser's daughter, will join us at the banquet and share some of their memories of their time at the school. For more information and to register for the reunion, call Carla Rushable, Alumni Treasurer, at 502-897-1472. Listen on the web at www.theradiostorm.com or on your Echo device by saying, Alexa, listen to The Radio Storm from TuneIn. The Radio Storm is the internet radio station run by Michael and Angie McCarty, both graduates of KSB. One of my favorite places in the exhibit hall at the ACB convention is the National Braille Press booth. They always have something new to look at and it's possible to order all the books that are there and have them shipped directly to you rather than having to carry them home. This year, a copy of Summer Picks 2023 was included in our convention goodie bags, and we think you'll find a number of the products that were available from National Pearl Press to be of interest. Here's just a glimpse of what they had. New, From the Heart, Heart Healthy Dishes from the Healthy Cook by Kate Sherwood. This is a one-volume Braille book or is also available in a BRF file for $15. Looking for heart-healthy recipes that excite your taste buds and expand your palate? Nutrition Action's Hearty Cook delivers with this collection of dishes that help you follow the top-rated DASH diet. Get healthy while enjoying pan-roasted butternut squash and lentils, Mediterranean fish stew, Turkish spiced chicken, quinoa and winter fruit salad, and dozens of other scrumptious dishes. More cookbooks. Ingredient whole food plant-based cookbook. Easy recipes with no salt, oil, or refined sugar. That's a two-volume braille book or a BRF file for $18. Good Housekeeping Sheep Pan Cooking, 70 Easy Recipes in Braille, two volumes, or a BRF file for $18. All Recipes Air Fryer Recipes in Braille, two volumes, or a BRF file, $18. Also included were some Print Braille Magnets. They're $6 a piece, and they included I am never not thinking of you, saying by Virginia Woolf. I'd like to be the sort of friend you've been to me, from Edgar A. Guest. One loyal friend is worth 10,000 relatives, from Euripides. When I count my blessings, I count you twice, Irish blessing, and more. Then they have some puzzle books, difficult riddles for smart kids. 300 Difficult Riddles and Brain Teasers Families Will Love by M. Prefontaine A one-volume braille book or a BRF file for $12. The perfect activity book for kids and anyone else who like problem solving. This collection of 300 brain-teasing riddles and puzzles will encourage kids to think and stretch their minds. It will test logic lateral thinking, and memory, and engage the brain in seeing patterns and connections between different things and circumstances. The riddles get more difficult as you go through the book, but the answers are at the back of the book, if all else fails. More puzzles. The great Sherlock Holmes puzzle book, two volumes of Braille, or BRF, for $14.00. The Big Book of Braille Puzzles, 50 searches, anagrams, and uh, ladders to help you master Braille. Uh, A one-volume Braille book, $20, or large print for $12. They have a new map of Ukraine by Tactile Vision Graphics. It's one small Braille volume with one fold-out tactile graphic page. $18. This map features major cities in Ukraine as it was before February 24, 2022, as well as bordering countries. Limited quantity, order soon. NBP also has a tactile map of the United States of America. It's one 10 page braille volume with two tactile graphic pages for $15. A full-color tactile map of the United States. State abbreviations appear on the map, and larger dots indicate the state capitals. A key includes the full state names and the capitals. There's also a new tech book called iOS Basics for the Beginning User, Using Your iPhone with VoiceOver, by Addie Svensson two braille volumes, or a BRF file, DAISY, or Word file, $22 and up. If you are looking for a big-picture overview of the iPhone, check out this new book. Svinsen skillfully guides you through the most important features of iOS and voiceover. Coverage includes physical description, navigation, setting up and personalizing your phone, entering text, and configuring general accessibility and voiceover settings. There's also a new book for Microsoft Outlook 2023. It's a keystroke compendium. One small Braille volume or a BRF file, $10 and up. Applies to Outlook for Microsoft 365, Outlook for Microsoft 365 for Mac, Outlook 2019, Outlook 2016, Outlook 2013, Outlook 2010, Outlook 2007, Outlook 2016 for Mac, and Outlook for Mac 2011, Outlook.com, Outlook 2019 for Mac. Use Outlook to manage email, set and assign tasks, schedule meetings, and more all using keyboard shortcuts. The shortcuts in this article refer to the U.S. keyboard layout. NBP also is offering a Christmas in July special. Stock up on print Braille holiday cards now. Each set contains 10 print Braille cards and 10 envelopes. Regular price is $20 per set, but order by July 31 and save a tremendous $8 per set while supplies last. For more information about these and many other products from National Braille Press, contact them toll free at 800 548 7323 or at 617 266 6160, extension 520. On page 2, we bring you a number of articles from around the internet. Several of these articles were available in June and Uh, We think that you will find them of interest. The first is an article about the Libby app written by Debbie Armstrong, who is the editor of the Lua Ledger. Read this excellent article to find out more about how you can use this app to read books on your phone and other ways. Secret iPhone codes are shared by Peter Autschel. A short piece on NLS Bard Mobile follows the iPhone Code article. And then we bring you an article by Deanna Noriega that was published in the Missouri Chronicle about how she takes time to learn new technology. Also in the Missouri Chronicle is an article about a famous person who overcame a rough childhood to become a famous entertainer. Be sure to read this article for a surprise ending. And finally, from Vision Access, published by the Council of Citizens with Low Vision International, CCLVI, is a tribute to Fred Scheigert, who passed away last year after the ACB convention. Listen to Soundprints each week on ACB Media 1, the mainstream channel. Our broadcast times are Sunday at 8 p.m., Monday at 8 a.m., Tuesday at 6 a.m. and 6 p.m., Wednesday at 4 a.m. and 4 p.m., Thursday at 10 p.m., and Friday at 1 a.m., 10 a.m. and 1 p.m. Listen on your Victor Reader stream or on the KCB website at www.kentucky-acb.org. Listen anytime. 24 hours a day on the KCB information line by calling 773-572-6138. For more information about Soundprints and to receive a free subscription on CD playable on any standard music CD player, call the Kentucky Council of the Blind at 502-895-4598. Page 2. From the Lua Ledger, published by the Library Users of America, Spring 2023. Listen with your smartphone. Libby Makes Borrowing Easy by Deborah Armstrong. When public libraries first offered audiobooks, they provided cassettes and CDs for patrons to borrow. Both, however, are fragile. So, when digital media distributors, commercial companies who act as the middlemen between publishers and consumers, began selling services to libraries, librarians were eager to jump on that bandwagon. Now, almost every public library loans ebooks and downloadable audiobooks using these digital media distributors. The most popular one is OverDrive which enables users to search for and borrow books from within a browser. But the Libby app is much easier to use. Note, OverDrive was discontinued in May. If you tried Libby several years ago and found it was not accessible, that was then. This is now. OverDrive listened to complaints from the blind community, and have done an outstanding job of creating an app that is simple to understand and works flawlessly with the screen reader on your Amazon Fire, Android device, iPhone, or iPad. When you first open Libby, you'll need to choose your library by searching for it via your current location, zip code, or city and state. Once selected, you log into your library with your card's numeric barcode and your personal PIN. Libraries are happy to assist you if you don't know how to get this information. You can log into multiple libraries and the app keeps them straight. It also remembers your login credentials so they need be entered only once. Libby lets you Borrow ebooks, e-audio, and e-magazines. Borrow books for one, two, or three weeks. Put books you want to read later on a wish list. Put books others are currently borrowing on hold. Renew books if others are not waiting to borrow them. Listen to or read borrowed books. Download books to your device so you can read in airplane mode. Avoid downloading to save memory on your device and stream titles instead. Keep your place in any borrowed book. Listen when your screen is locked. Enable a sleep timer. Remove books automatically when their loan period is over. The Libby screen has five tabs at the bottom. Search. This is where you locate books by subject, title, author, narrator, or keyword. Library. This is where you can read your current library's announcements about new and popular books. Menu. This is where you access help, settings, and notifications, as well as switch between active libraries or add accounts for libraries you have not yet logged into. Shelf. This is where your loans and holds live. You can scroll through this list to play or read a particular borrowed book or borrow a book on hold once it is your turn. Timeline. This is the actual book reader. It lets you navigate through a book whether it is text-based or audio. You can adjust the playback speed and create bookmarks. Each time you pause, that place is saved as a time mark, so it's easy to locate it if you need to return there. iOS users will be happy to know their magic tap. The two-finger double tap does toggle between play and pause. For most books, a table of contents is displayed with chapter names, so you can tap on a chapter and begin an audiobook there. Libby also has a few other features worth noting. Libby's search capabilities are sophisticated, making it easy to narrow down your search with filters which let you pick the exact thing you are seeking. For example, by tapping a few filters, I can find thrillers that are currently available in audio and that are also considered science fiction. You can narrow the vast category Of self-help down to management advice. On most screens, a line at the top tells you where you are. For example, you are in a dialogue or you are at shelf. This helps you stay oriented in the app. Libby also pops up notifications when a hold becomes available to borrow or when a book you've borrowed is about to expire and whether you can renew it. You can only renew a book if others are not on a waiting list, but you can suspend a hold and resume it at a later date. You can also add books to a wish list. Libby's ebooks are also mostly accessible and can be read with speech and or braille, though sometimes you can lose your place. Some books are image-based, and therefore cannot be read with speech or braille. Magazines by default display as images, but a text view can be enabled. The Libby site at https: colon slash slash help dot libby libby app, app dot com slash en dash us slash index dot htm is full of frequently asked questions, tutorials, and blog posts that will help you master new features. And if you want to use a browser rather than an app, you can go to http colon libbyapp.com for the same accessible experience in your web browser. If you want to use Libby on multiple devices, once it is set up in one place, you can have it supply an eight-digit code to enter on a second device to automatically transfer all your settings. I have a dozen library cards and was able to transfer all their information from my iPhone to my Amazon Fire with that single code. Though many of the books your public library offers are the same bestsellers you can find on BARD, You often will find the missing title in a series you've been enjoying or the newest offering from a favorite author that NLS has not yet acquired or recorded. Personally, I find my local libraries offer more modern nonfiction than NLS, especially when it comes to health, science, finance, and education. Also, if you enjoy reading with the Kindle app or an Amazon device, you can often have Libby transfer a borrowed ebook to your Amazon Kindle account. Libby has extensive help, including how to videos. Plus, I've always found local librarians super helpful when I had questions about the app. If you teach, know that Libby is a great tool for reluctant readers, such as disinterested teens or dyslexic adults. My mom, who in her late 80s had severe macular degeneration, found Libby easy to navigate with her decreasing vision, even though her technology skills were limited. It's a terrific platform for reading and listening to books whether or not you are blind. Here's an article posted on ACB Conversation by Peter Altschul. It's entitled, 11 Plus Secret iPhone Codes You Need to Try. Posted on Wednesday, June 14, on ACB Conversation. Type USSD codes on your iPhone to access hidden cellular features quickly. Here we'll list some of the most useful ones. The dialer on your iPhone is much more than just a place to enter phone numbers and place a call. You can use it to enter secret codes to learn more about your iPhone, assist in troubleshooting, and even hide your caller ID during outgoing calls. Secret codes are unstructured Supplementary Service Data, USSD, strings of characters that developers and technicians primarily use to fix smartphones. In some cases, entering the code initiates an action immediately, but sometimes you need to tap the call button to activate it. Here are some secret codes you can try on your iPhone. 1 check cellular data usage star 3282 pound AT&T pound 3282 Verizon pound 932 pound for T-Mobile many service providers offer an app to check how much data you have left on your cellular plan however there is a way to easily get an accurate reading Without installing any app on your iPhone, if you have a prepaid cellular subscription and rely on cellular data, you can check your cellular data usage using a secret USSD code associated with your carrier. AT&T, star three two eight two pound. Verizon pound three two eight two. T-Mobile pound nine three two pound. When you use any of these codes, you'll either get an audio readout or a text message informing you about your total data usage for the month. If you have a postpaid plan, you can check the available calling minutes by dialing star 646 pound. If your iPhone cellular data is not working, it's highly likely you've used all your data. You can use this code to check how much data you have. 2. Hide caller ID star 67. If you want to hide your name or phone number and make anonymous calls, use the star six seven secret code before the phone number you want to call. This code will hide your caller ID on the recipient's screen. When you call someone, they'll see unknown, private, or no caller ID on their screen. It's one of the best ways To block your caller ID on your iPhone. If you want to show your caller ID, add star 82 before the phone number you want to call. This code will display your name and number on the recipient's screen. 3. Check cellular balance. Star 225 pound. Postpaid. Star 777 prepaid. If you want to check your cellular balance quickly, you can use a secret code to do that instantly instead of going into the app. You can check your bill balance by typing the star 225 pound code if you're on post pay. For prepaid, use the code star 777 pound to check your account balance. These codes are free to use and work for most carriers. 4. Enable or disable call waiting. Star 43 pound. Star 43 pound. Enable. Pound 43 pound. Disable. Call waiting can come in handy when you're on a call and someone tries to call you. This feature notifies you when you're getting another incoming call during an active phone call. Use the code star pound four three pound to see if this is enabled on your iPhone. To activate the call waiting status, dial star four three pound. Dialing pound for three pound deactivates the call waiting status. Use this code to avoid missing notifications if you get an important call while you're already on a call. This code works with Android as well. In fact, it's one of the top Android secret security codes. Five. Check your iPhone's IMEI number, star, pound, zero, six, pound. The International Mobile Equipment Identity, IMEI, is a 15 to 17-digit number that serves as a special ID for the hardware in your phone. You can use this number to locate your lost or stolen iPhone. Service providers can also use the IMEI number associated with a phone to block stolen or lost devices and prevent misuse. To check your IMEI and other information, simply enter the code star pound zero six pound. Using this code is much faster than going to Settings, General, About. To check your IMEI number or using any other methods to find the IMEI number on your iPhone or iPad. 6. Call Barring, B-A-R-R-I-N-G, star 3-3, three three star, pin, pound. Enable, pound 3-3, three three star, pin, pound, disable. You can prevent unwanted incoming or outgoing calls by using the call barring feature. This could be helpful if you keep getting telemarketing calls. Use the code star pound three three pound to see if the feature is available on your iPhone. To enable the call barring feature, dial star 3 3 then your SIM pin pound. Dial pound 3 3 SIM pin pound to turn off the call barring feature. This feature can be helpful when you're on vacation and don't want anyone to contact you. However, note that you won't receive any calls from anyone if you enable the call barring feature. 7. Check missed calls, pound 6-1-pound. If your phone ran out of battery and someone called you, you might not be notified of missed calls. So, if you want to check your missed calls, dial pound 6-1-pound. You can also use this code to check missed calls if your iPhone didn't ring on incoming calls. 8. Forward calls, star 21 and then the phone number pound. You can forward incoming calls to your answering machine or another phone number. Simply dial star pound 21 pound to check your call forwarding status. Use the star 21 phone number pound code To enable or disable call forwarding, add the phone number you want to forward your calls to after dialing star 2-1. You can also check our guide to learn how to forward calls on iPhone or Android. 9. Check legal and regulatory details. Star pound zero seven pound. This code allows you to Check your iPhone's legal and regulatory details, such as legal notices, licenses, warranties, certificates, and RF exposure notes. Call on star pound zero seven pound to jump to the legal and regulatory page on your iPhone. Using this code is much faster than going to settings, general, legal and regulatory to check this information. 10. Check call line presentation star pound three zero pound When someone calls you and isn't able to see your phone number it's likely happening because of an issue with your number's calling line identity presentation CLIP, C-L-I-P service to check if call line presentation is enabled or disabled, dial star, pound, three, zero, pound. Eleven. Check your iPhone's signal, star, three, zero, zero, one, pound, one, two, three, four, five, pound, star. To check how much signal your iPhone has, enter field test mode by typing star 3001 pound 12345 pound star on the keypad. This allows you to check all the details about your iPhone signal, such as settings, network, and other technical data. If you have poor reception, you can can use this code to test your signal. The digits following the RSRP0 represent your iPhone's cellular signal strength in decibels. Minus 50 dB to minus 60 dB good signal. Minus 70 dB to minus 90 dB average signal. Beyond minus 100 dB poor signal. Bonus secret iPhone codes. If you want to try more secret iPhone codes, here are a few bonus ones that you can try. Check whether the alert system is working or not. Star 5005 Star 25371. To disable the alert system, star 5005 star 25370. Get call directory assistance 411. Get local traffic details 511. Enable enhanced full rate mode star 3370 pound. Use your iPhone like a pro. Using these secret codes will save you time and let you access hidden helpful features, unlocking a new level of control and cellular customization. You can use these codes to access advanced settings, troubleshoot device issues, and uncover hidden information. Keep in mind that, depending on the carrier and your plan type, not all codes will work as intended. This announcement was posted on Thursday, June 15, and is entitled NLS BARD Support, Recent Updates. NLS BARD Support, BARD Mobile iOS Version 2.2.1 Release. NLS has released Bard Mobile iOS version 2.2. The App Store rolls out software updates gradually, so be looking for the update anytime over the next week. Version 2.2.1 includes supported in app password reset functionality, Bard Mobile users with previously registered mobile devices are now able to reset their BARD account passwords in the iOS apps settings tab itself. This is in addition to the existing ability to reset passwords from the BARD website. Note, we thank David Goldfield for posting that information on his Tech VI list. If you would like to subscribe to the Tech VI list, send a blank email to Tech-VI plus sign subscribe at groups.io. The following article appeared in the Missouri Chronicle: "Confessions of a Reluctant Technology User" by Deanna Quietwater Noriega. This article is taken from the Missouri Chronicle, Volume 65, Number 1, June 2023 and as an example of some of the excellent writing that can be found in affiliate newsletters. Deanna writes, I was born in the generation who left for college lugging a reel-to-reel tape recorder, Perkins Brailer, and a manual typewriter. As an aging baby boomer, I find myself trying to figure out how to use equipment never dreamed of when I got my first job. Most of it is expensive, and there are few opportunities to get hands-on instruction before purchasing. Attending a national conference or technology conference is one way, but time is limited, and you are likely to find vendors eager to sell the item and too busy to provide training. We live in an age when new methods of dealing with vision loss are continually being developed. I am not a person who enjoys tinkering with software or tools I need to use. Each new product, from my first talking computer to my iPhone, has been forced upon me by a need to remain competitive in the workforce. This said, I am also living proof that we old dogs can learn new tricks. Figure out how you learn and then look for what you will need to become a confident user. Get your hands on tutorials or training material in the format that works best for you. I am a braille reader, so hard copy braille is best for me. I also am a motor learner. I have to perform a task several times to get it stored in my chaotic brain filing system. Being a writer and poet I don't even try to understand why a thing works, I just repeat using a tool enough times to get my fingers to move automatically through the procedures to get the job done. Talk to other users of the item you are contemplating purchasing. Network with people who use the product and can break down instructions into step-by-step directions. Some people are great technology users, but can't explain or teach. Cultivate friendships with those who can explain in simple language and are willing to answer your questions. Tackle the learning process one step at a time. When I needed to learn to use an iPhone for work, I first learned how to answer it and to hang it up. Then I worked my way through navigation and how to move around in it. I took one function at a time and worked through using it. National Braille Press, NBP, has always been one of the places I turn to for instructional materials. www.nbp.org Companies like Freedom Scientific have both free and paid webinars on their website to teach you how to use the products they sell www.freedomscientific.com Hadley School for the Blind is a correspondence school that also offers classes at no cost to master computer technology and independent living skills. www.hadley.edu slash seminar Mystic Access sells excellent audio Tutorials to learn about many kinds of technology. com. Don't beat yourself up if it takes time and repetition to get familiar with a new technique or mechanism. After a month working with my iPhone, I could move around the screens, change settings, use the contacts, calendar, reminders, and send and receive email. Then I used the Maps app to get driving directions for my husband. I did all of this without purchasing any additional specialized blind friendly apps. I can text my grandchildren, set a reminder for a meeting, check if I am free on a day next month, and get Siri to call a friend from my contacts list. I have my office email synchronized with my phone so that I can keep up with it while out of the office. I have been keeping a list of apps suggested by blind friends for the time when I am confident enough with what I have learned to start branching out. I did load a free app called TapTapSee that lets me use my phone camera to send a picture of something to someone who will tell me what they can see through my camera. I successfully figured out, using this program, which of two packages of frozen burritos was the one containing rice and chicken. I was even able to teach a much more technology-savvy friend how to make a conference call. The first time I tried to do it, I had to yell for my 11-year-old granddaughter to type in the participant code. Now I just add the conference number to my contact list, then put two commas after the phone number, type in the PIN, hit the pound key, add another set of commas, and finish with the pound or number key. This will dial all of the numbers I need without my having to do anything. Don't let technology scare you. Be patient with yourself and with the program or product you are trying to learn and keep at it. I will confess Siri has had to tell me I was being rude a couple of times before we figured out how to get along. She also apologized for not knowing of state's secretary's name. I had decided she is simply a recent graduate of secretarial school, and once we have worked enough together, we will get along just fine. What is next? I have ordered a Bluetooth refreshable Braille display to make entering data faster and make using my iPhone more efficient. When you stop learning, you limit yourself even more than does vision loss break it down into baby steps and figure out what you want from the device you're trying to learn if you don't need a lot of bells and whistles you won't use anyway then choose the simplest model and work your way through it don't feel you need to buy the high-end device until you have borrowed one or have someone who will help you learn how to use it you can do this stuff if you are persistent and keep working on it. Here's another article from a different edition of the Missouri Chronicle. This one was from September of 2022 volume 64 number 3. It's entitled, The Inner Me, Jesse the Chicken Plucker. As a boy, Jesse was a chicken plucker. That's right. He stood on a line in a chicken factory and spent his days pulling the feathers off dead chickens so the rest of us wouldn't have to. It wasn't much of a job, but at the time Jesse didn't think he was much of a person. His father was a brute of a man. His dad was actually thought to be mentally ill and treated Jesse rough all his life. Jesse's older brother wasn't much better. He was always picking on Jesse and beating him up. Yes. Jesse grew up in a very rough home in West Virginia. Life was anything but easy, and he thought life didn't hold much hope for him. That's why he was standing in this chicken line, doing a job that darn few people wanted. In addition to all the rough treatment at home, it seems that Jesse was always sick. Sometimes it was real physical sickness, but way too often it was all in his head. He was a small child, skinny and meek. That sure didn't help the situation any. When he started school, he was the object of every bully on the playground. He was a hypochondriac of the first order. For Jesse, tomorrow was not always something he looked forward to. But he had dreams. He wanted to be a ventriloquist. He found books on ventriloquism. He practiced with sock puppets and saved his hard-earned dollars until he could get a real ventriloquist dummy. When he got old enough he joined the military and even though many of his hypochondriac symptoms persisted the military did recognize his talents and put him in the entertainment corps. That was when the world changed. He gained confidence He found that he had a talent for making people laugh and laugh so hard they often had tears in their eyes. Yes, little Jesse had found himself. You know, folks, history books are full of people who overcame a handicap to go on and make a success of themselves. But Jesse is one of the few I know of who didn't overcome it. Instead, he used his paranoia to make a million dollars and become one of the best-loved characters of all time in doing it. Yes, little paranoid hypochondriac who transferred his nervousness into a successful career still holds the record for the most Emmys given in a single category. The wonderful, talented, gifted, and nervous comedian who brought us Barney Fife, The Andy Griffiths Show, was Jesse Don Knotts. Now you know the rest of the story. Jesse Donald Don Knotts was born July 21, 1924, and died on February 24, 2006. There is a street named for him and his statue in Morgantown, West Virginia, his place of birth. It just goes to show how a person can make something out of seemingly nothing, regardless of the attitudes of others. This article is from Vision Access, published by the Council of Citizens with Low Vision International, Volume 30, Number 3, for June 2023. Remembering Fred W. Scheigert Standard bread owner Fred W. Shigert passed away on July 20, 2022 after a short illness. He was 71. Mr. Shigert was born April 25, 1951. He spent his early childhood in New Jersey before moving to Florida, where he attended Florida State University and graduated with a degree in political science. He had many interests beyond his family and friends, including watching IndyCar racing, bowling, being an active member of the Lions Club, and he had a love of geography and travel, especially cruises of all lengths and destinations. A stop in New Zealand brought him to one of his biggest passions, harness racing. Mr. Schigert went on to be involved with over 150 horses and raced at nine different racetracks in five states over a twenty-year span. He dabbled in breeding for a few years and was known for his giant heart as an owner, buying back horses he had previously owned just to give them a retirement they deserved. A perpetual donor to New Vocations and the Standard Bread Retirement Foundation Mr. Scheigert was a well-known and prominent owner at his home track, Saratoga Casino Hotel, where he could be seen at most race cards wearing his red stable jacket, cheering on his horses, and putting his $20 win bet on all of his horses, no matter their posts. For well over 20 years, Fred has funded the CCLVI's scholarship program for students with visual impairments. Fred not only provided the scholarships, he also paid for the winners to experience the CCLVI convention in conjunction with the American Council of the Blind conference and convention. The CCLVI Fred Scheigert scholarship program has been in the top 10 of scholarship programs for those with visual impairments for many years. Fred's wife, Alexa Polly Schigert is dedicated to continuing the scholarship program. Alexa not only wants it to continue, but has added a fourth scholarship. Each year, scholarships have been awarded to one freshman, one undergraduate, and one graduate student, and this year we have added a second freshman scholarship. Anyone knowing Fred over the years knows that he was such a soft-spoken, dedicated member and supporter of CCLVI. The photo caption for this article reads, Fred Schigert wearing his favorite color red jacket with Schigert Racing written on the upper left chest. Fred is wearing glasses with a magnification device attached. A horse's head rests in his hand. The horse is a beautiful, chocolate-brown, standard-bred horse. If you have questions about the Kentucky Council of the Blind or you need information on resources for people with vision loss, call us at 502-895-4598 or email us at kcb at kentucky-acb.org.